The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for July, what is it, the 26th now? 2022. Today, we are going to be making a very interesting recipe that was given to us by another one of our valued ACB community members, Sheila Young, who has a very good recipe swap call, by the way. And um, <clears throat> I'm actually told that uh, I'm not the first cook she's distributed this to, but uh, that's good. It means that uh, me, uh, I think uh, Janine may have made this on her wake, make, and bake call at one point, too. But uh, I don't know if my co-facilitator, Twinkling Tori, has made this recipe or not. Welcome, Tori. Hello, and no, I have not. All right. So this is actually going to be a very simple, straightforward recipe that uh, calls for just a few ingredients. And we're going to actually be able to bake it and we'll actually be able to try it right here on the call. Well, I say that, but you know how things go. Um, so first of all, in how theory. are you doing? What was that? I said in theory, we will anyway. In theory, yes. <clears throat> so, okay, my phone wants to be a little bit difficult here today because I was trying to pull up the recipe and uh, but uh, that's okay. So it really calls for, like I said, um, just very few ingredients. It's actually cake mix, eggs, oil, and your choice of chips that uh, you want to use. I was that's asked. If you want to use them? Yep. I was asked to use the uh, chocolate, ch uh, not chocolate chips, butterscotch chips. I wish I was using chocolate chips, but uh, that's okay. We needed okay. a break from chocolate. What? We needed a break from chocolate. We did? Yes, we did. I was unaware of this. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I did not know we needed a break from chocolate, but this is news to me. And, uh, um, okay, so uh, I guess that's how that works. I, you learn something every day, don't you folks? Uh, I've only been up for less than an hour, so, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not talking my game, but I do not, I cannot afford a break from chocolate, let me tell you. So, well, you can have some chocolate yourself later, but we needed a break from chocolate. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oof. All right, as I deal with the frogs here, let's get started with the actual call. So, the first thing we're going to deal with is our actual cake mix. And this is uh, pretty straightforward, actually. We've got a box that the cake mix is in, and inside the box is a package. You can peel the box from either side, really, and just take the package out of the box, toss the box away, and now inside you can feel the cake mix within the package. I also forgot to describe, though, just real quickly what the box looks like. It's kind of a thinner box, so that can really make it easy to identify. And that also, you know, in my case, I got the cake mix specifically for this recipe, so I had it ready to go. Like I knew I had it in the bag of groceries that for the cake mix. so. That made it much easier to identify, but barcode scanners will work with this as well. Now I'm going to see if we can get away without having to use any cutting implements for the mix itself. This package does have a seam on it, and so I'm going to see if we can tear it. And the other option is to do what I do and put together your own cake mix, because I never buy cake mixes. Ah, uh, yes, you can definitely do that too if you uh, have the time. And, um. <clears throat> it doesn't take much time. Alright, so, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. So. 
Now the cake mix package is open, and inside it feels like a kind of a flowery, fluffy type thing. I'm just going to pour into the bowl. <coughs> Make sure everything is out and toss it in the garbage. And next, we're going to deal with our two eggs. So for that, we're going to go to our fridge where the eggs are and unearth the carton. And you know, it'll just be a lot safer to move the carton to the counter rather than trying to just grab two eggs. I really don't want to deal with any potentially cracked eggs. So I'm going to take each egg out of the carton. I'm just going to crack it over the bowl and kind of peel the shell away and toss that in the garbage. And then next egg number two. And you get to go in the garbage with your brother or sister or whatever you are. We'll never know now, will we? <clears throat> no, we will not. But, um... Alright, and then last, it's going to be the... Uh, well, not last, but second to last, rather. We are going to deal with the oil. And you can use a lot of different types of oils for this, of course. I'm going to use vegetable oil. And this calls for a half cup of the stuff. So let's get out my measuring cups. This is just a standard set that actually do not have any, well, they have markings, but they're kind of like in print. So they're really not that helpful to me, but I can tell which cup is which just by the way they fit into it. They're also attached to a plastic ring, so they can't really go anywhere. So the oil, I've described these oil bottles to you before. They have like the vegetable oil has kind of like a neck that kind of separates the top from the bottom. And now I've got the oil open. I'm going to simply pour into the cup. I am pouring over the bowl and then that will get dumped into the mixture and then we're going to put the cups in the sink and finally we are going to deal with our butterscotch chips and <clears throat> I got some oil in my hands here the butterscotch chips come in the same type of package that the chocolate chips do, or your peanut butter chips, or whatever. And we're going to again just cheat and see if I can uh, use the seam to get the package open. If not, then cutting instruments like knives will really come in handy. Okay, this one is going to be a lot tougher. So that's okay then. We will just resort... We will just resort to our scissors. And I happen to have a pair of scissors that we're going to use that do need a bit of a washing off because they were in the sink. And let's dry these off first. And it's very simple and safe to use scissors in the kitchen. And um, actually, in some respects, even maybe even safer than a knife. But uh, we just put the scissors a little bit ways down on the pack. We open the blade and slide the pack inside. And then we cut. And... Okay, it did not make an even cut, but that's okay. So now I'm tearing, I was able to tear the top off now. And we're just going to pour the chips into the mixture. 
and then you go there, even though it really doesn't need it, the scissors can go back in the sink. And now for our stirring. And I'm just going to stir this entire mixture and then we're going to make it into cookies. Do we have any questions so far? Um, okay, we have several raised hand as of just now. All right. 410 ending in 437. Go ahead, please. Hey, Herbie. Hello. This is Sharon. This is Sharon in Maryland. And I came in a little late and I missed what kind of cake mix you're using. I'm just using a yellow cake mix. Um, but you said there was another packet inside of the yellow cake mix? There is a packet with inside the box. So when you get a cake mix, it comes in a box. And the box is good because, like, well, the, so when you get a cake mix from the store, you there there is a box that has a package inside. And the box also contains instructions on how to prepare the mix if you're using it for a cake or whatever. But so when you get the cake mix, you simply take the package out of the box and you throw away or recycle the box and then you um, open the package and there you go. And you pour the cake mix okay. into the bowl. And so, and you only add it to that two eggs and um, the vegetable oil and the chips? Correct. Thank you. You're welcome. Chanel. Oh, sorry. Oh. <clears throat> is should I, I go think ahead? Is, done. Yeah. yeah, I think she's awesome. Okay. Go ahead. Awesome. So um how do you do the butterscotch chips feel different than the chocolate chips? I suppose if you had a smell, you could <laughs> smell them, but if I don't, I'd have to look at the package. But I was wondering if the individual well, chips feel one. different. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that is a very interesting question. I got to confess, I really didn't look at them. So let's... Okay. Sorry, I know that's a weird one. And the answer is good no. Good question, actually. It, it okay. is a very, yeah, it is a very good question. And no, they do not look different. So you'll just have and, to open them and taste them. Yep. And could you just talk about general techniques with pouring? Because it seems like whenever I tried to help pour stuff for your recipes last week, you know, when milk, it's things spill, even though you have the thing over the, the measuring cup and it's just so it, stuff goes on the I suppose maybe oil's a little bit easier to pour. All right. Yes and no because the the best way to pour oil is to really have it refrigerated ahead of time so it's a thicker liquid. But pouring this is one of those things that again really practice makes perfect. I think this is where it gets tricky because I think good spatial awareness is a factor. Yeah, I would have to agree. <coughs> it's um, it's definitely a practice thing and something that when you're new to doing it, it's going to be a lot more difficult to do regardless of how good your spatial awareness is. And then if your spatial awareness isn't amazing to start with, then that's going to make it more difficult. Yeah, even when I was pouring more regularly, I still struggled because of the spatial awareness thing. Yeah. To me, holding something level was actually not level visually. It's just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I have a similar problem. I just clean up the mess when I'm done. That's all you really can do. And um, there's only, I mean, again, one of the things I think we really run into in teaching blind people is there's only so much you can teach but there's so, so some things are just i think naturally <clears throat> one of the things that with blindness is just like with anything not everybody is made equal and so some people have better spatial awareness some people just have you know and that's where it really gets tricky is sometimes there's no one right way you can teach things i try to do the best i can with these calls and tell you what i do <laughs> And that might not work for you. Exactly. Oh, I do apologize, folks. My throat today is... Oof. Um, and I've got to do more talking later. So I'm having to use a wooden I'm sure spoon. I'm sure you'll be fine. 
I'm sure I will. Having to use a wooden spoon, this mixture is very, very stiff, and I'm finding that the metal spoon was just not cutting it, or stirring it in this case. So I'm using the wooden spoon and just trying to make sure everything is all stirred in. So with pouring, though, you know, a couple things. One, you can always, like I said, I generally pour over the bowl even when measuring into a measuring cup. You can always lay something down, like use a cookie sheet or whatever, another, and use that to pour over so that way it can hopefully contain more of the mess as well. And part of it is also just don't be afraid to feel. You know, you're, you're going to have to... This is why we need to wash our hands regularly because then exactly. we can put our hands into stuff and check where stuff is. Exactly. And that is a really key thing as a blind person. You can use things like level indicators and whatnot too. Um, that does mean though that you're dealing with a third device, you know, you're having to keep that device on one side of the measuring cup and then also pour. you don't want to rely too heavily on those because sometimes they don't give you a fast enough response yeah to pour in too quickly so i i'd say good old-fashioned hands are going to be your best bet if you're not too sure that you like to feel stuff you can't always wear gloves but you'll have to replace them every time you're dealing with something new if you're using them for feeling purposes because you know the outside of the glove would still get dirty so um, but I could see where you'd want to, like, especially if you're if it's something involving raw meat, which obviously you wouldn't pour, but, um, you know, I'd say being very touchy-feely when it comes to cooking is really a very useful skill to have. So that is our recommendations on that. Alrighty. And yeah, the butterscotch chips, I just knew which ones they were because when I did my grocery order, I'd only ordered a bag of butterscotch chips. Actually, I should have checked to make sure that they didn't get uh, sneakily replaced or anything. They definitely smell like butterscotch, though. <clears throat> but uh, they come in the exact same package and they feel the exact same way as chocolate chips. So other than this is where you have to use other senses or just use judgment you know okay like if you know you want to bake with butterscotch that week make sure you only order butterscotch chips so that way when you get your grocery order that's the only bag that's going to be in the that's going to be the only chocolate chip looking type bag that you have that week um same with the cake mix you know it uh you know the cake mixes all feel the same so it sometimes just doing a little bit of pre-planning is kind of like okay this is what i'm cooking this week so this is what i'm going to order just for that and then when it comes you can set it aside and it's like okay i that's this is what i'm doing now for this weekend that can really help a lot with that type of scenario so all right who do we have next Janine. Oh boy. Now we're in trouble. <laughs> now we're in trouble. I was going to advertise your call to you tomorrow, but now that you're on here, I'll just let you do it instead. That's <laughs> hey, so I wanted to um, respond to Chanel um, and Chanel's question because we've talked about this before and maybe you didn't give this tip because I've been listening to your call. Um, I know I wasn't in the Zoom room till now. I'm going to make these cookies with you. Um, but I, uh, if for, for pouring and for when you're baking, I, I, I would suggest getting a restaurant tray or a tray so you have everything contained in your area. So you can put your mixing bowl on it. You can get a plate or a dish and put your measuring cup on it and pour into it. And again, there's a difference between the liquid measuring cups and the dry measuring cups. So if you pour into those and you put it on top of and you have a tray, then it's not going to go everywhere. Herbie, do you have one of those trays in your house, like a restaurant tray? So I do not. I've, like I said, because I have multiple of these, so I've just used a cookie sheet. Mm, and yes. uh, 
So that's what I've used because I have like three or four cookie sheets and I'm only going to need like one or two really for baking mm -hmm. at a time. Or there's lots of things that don't even require cooking sheets. So that's what I've used. Like the larger. That's smart too. Sorry. That, that's really smart too. So yeah, you could use that. Then that's better for pouring. And he's right. Practice makes perfect. So yep. cool. Um, and yeah, I should really invest in, I've just never really thought about it much because I got so practiced into pouring that by the time I learned that there was such a difference between liquid and regular measuring cups, I never really thought about it, but uh, I should really look into it more. So Janine, would you say like, how do the, like the liquid measuring cups are more straight up and down? Is that what you would say? Or are they more slanted? Mm, it depends the kind you got. Like I went to JC Penny on Sunday because I had a coupon and they had plastic ones and they're more of a like pitcher pouring. They have an angle in them, right? So right. they're they're kind of like a pitcher and they have a spout. And the dry ones are more of a coffee mug that are flat. You know, when you drink your coffee, it's right. a round circle. It's like a smaller coffee mug. And usually they come in a set of a cup. Um, a half, a quarter, and uh, three fourths. But you can get the one that have more, and then we can. We've talked about labeling them, but yes. So um, there, there's like flat, but there are shaped ones. Like you might get some that are shaped like a bunny or a cow, that or right. that are fun. But there's metal, there's plastic, there's glass. But I would suggest the glass for um, glass or a really thick, heavy, sturdy plastic for the the liquid ones. All right, so the ones that I have from Blind My Smart are like the ones you described from J.C. Penny. So they have the spelt on them, and they're more at an angle, and they are a heavier-duty plastic. So uh, that is interesting. My braille-labeled ones are really meant more for liquid, and then the actually I used the regular measuring cups this morning. So that is good to know. And uh, the problem with shopping at J.C. Penny's though is. I can't give them pennies. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Bit of a ripoff, if you ask me. But, uh, but Janine, you're gonna be so proud of me because guess what? I'm gonna lay down on my cookie sheet. Parchment paper. Yes. Or is it? Did you get the silicone thingies? I have not gotten the silicone thingies yet. You will. You're gonna conform. I, I, I keep meaning to order the silicone thingies. It, it, there's, yeah, there's it, it's $15.50 for three of them on Amazon. Well, you know, Chanel's birthday is right around the corner. I'm sure she'd love those. She needs that and a, and a tray. <laughs> Maybe. She does. <laughs> I have and my hand Speaking up, but, of oh. Chanel, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the thing with the tray is that's all well and good for messes, but you still can't like put all your big bins of ingredients on the tray and your bowl and have room to pour. I, I don't think. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. So you that just two trays. Two trays. What? Two right. trays. Or but then our counter table. can't accommodate the space. So that's where it's like, Ugh. I will do one, though, container of ingredients at a time. So I'm not going to have them all, late. like, you know, put one in the tray. Maybe I'll have the other one set to the side to when I'm ready to use it. Mm. Right. But well, it's for just, Chanel, I feel I would like we're so claustrophobic trays. in there. And so I don't yeah. really, and then Herbie's got a ton of, you know, because we just have a small counter space. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, is I... Pouring, I would probably want to pour into a smaller bowl because if uh, pouring over the regular bowl and stuff going, mm -hmm. so like I had a heck of a time with the milk last, I don't do well with really heavy containers. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. But good on you for trying. Um, we're so proud of you for trying. Chanel, what Chanel's referring to is we made a quiche and she was trying to pour the milk and the eggs and she did so good. I think what we, you know, be a really interesting invention if we could come up with like some dispensers that you could have stuff into. So like maybe you could have one row for your cold items like water, milk. Um, you could maybe at least do egg whites or something like that. And then another one, you know, like say another set of dispensers that, you know, they have like little knobs on them that you press down that the flour mm -hmm. or sugar will come out and then you wouldn't have to, you could pour the heavy containers 
or whatever into the back and not have to deal with pouring them in. So you'd pour, you'd set the container, but you'd pour it into a container that's like, say, a half gallon or gallon size. So it's not like pouring it into an itty bitty cup. And then when you're ready to do the measuring on the front, you know, you press down on this little button and you have your cut underneath and uh, yeah, there you the problem go. with that plan is finding yes. space to put the containers in the first and place. getting <laughs> transferring the cup to the bowl which is your you know walking even just moving a little way and you think you're holding it level and it spills somewhat so oh well, i know what you mean <laughs> all right so great questions i really should have been more specific that i really wanted this part of the discussion to when the cookies are in the oven so <laughs> um, where were we at, Herbie? We dumped everything in the bowl and we mixed it. We dumped everything in the bowl and we mixed it. And I'm now about to, was going to talk about the parchment paper. Are there any other questions, real quick, about just about the recipe so far? No raised hands at the moment. All right. Uh, except really... for Chanel. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, good. Um, well, no, I'm all the time. time. I, anyway, <laughs> since you were having such a hard time mixing it, could you just do it with your hands? Ooh, yes. I, okay. Um, you have to start mixing it with the spoon, but after you've mixed it a little way with the spoon, then yeah, you can switch your hands. I did. All right. Well, there you go. That's is a very good question and one i must admit i never would have uh, thought of i knew you could do that with dough but i guess if i didn't know you could really do that with a cookie batter like this so that with is a cookie batter like this yes with a cake actual cake mix it's supposed to be runnier no uh okay that makes sense all right so let's talk about the parchment paper this is a really nice trick to lay on the cookie sheet the actual recipe says a greased cookie sheet but we're going to use the parchment paper method instead because it because it works found, better it does actually work better i have to give janine credit so i'm going to the parchment paper comes in one of those containers like the foil where you've got the a box with per, a perforated edge and the paper is on a roll and we're just going to pull it out i have the box set to the cookie right next to the cookie sheet so i can see how much paper i'm taking out and making sure that it'll cover the entire sheet and then i just pull it back on the perforated edge let it tear and there you go again this type of thing may need a little bit of practice at first and i discovered the other day that i had the worst time doing this with saran wrap as, oh that uh, is not fun to do <laughs> no and uh, yeah all right so what we're going to do is we're going to place these onto the cookie sheet and it doesn't give specific instructions on how to do this so i'm just going to actually now use my hands to make these into little balls that's what i did made them into little balls and flattened them slightly and put them on the cookie sheet yep and so uh, i am doing that right now and uh, while i'm doing that janine 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 okay um you can stop anytime <laughs> I can? Okay, good. Well, anyway, why no, don't you I'm tell us... It. He can keep singing that. Hmm, maybe I need a change in co-facilitators. I don't know. No, just kidding. Um, I'm anyway. fired? Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, sorry, don't. No, you're, you're not fired. <laughs> you have no raised hands, but I can raise mine if you want a raised hand. <laughs> well, I just have I'm the temperature of the, the oven. Is it 350? I'm sorry, real question. Okay, real question. I think it did say 350, yes. Because, okay, thanks. Actually, um, I don't remember it specifying at all. Yeah, I'm going to go, I was just going to go look. Is it on? Um, she, now, Sheila, you're not on the call, are you, by any chance? Cause, uh, I don't see her on the call. <laughs> because right. I don't see any specification of temperature 
Though I oh. would assume probably 350 because that's about what we, given the time she says it would take to cook, I would yeah. assume 350. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't hear you say that. Did you say it? No, you didn't say it. That's why I'm like, Herbie, I'm going to, I just turned the oven on. I'm like, well, he didn't tell me the temperature. So, okay, no. go back to your parchment paper. I'm so sorry for interrupting. No, well, like that's, a good <laughs> that, that's a good question, actually. And by the way, the other thing you can do to this uh, cookie recipe is you can add chopped nuts if desired. I forgot to mention that as well. Um, Sheila, if you're listening on the stream and you're able to come on and uh, tell us uh, if, if you've baked these, uh, what temperature you have your oven set to, that'd be really good. But otherwise, we're just going to assume 350 and call it good. And, uh, but, um, so as I'm laying out these cookies, though, Janine, I was going to let you tell us what to expect on Wake, Make, and Bake tomorrow. Sure. If you just tell me how much oil, and then I'll tell A half you. cup. Half cup. Okay, thanks. Oh, I see. It's bargaining. I'll tell you if you answer my question. <laughs> Well, if she wants to bargain with me about her own call, <laughs> no, that's it was just the, it was just the way you said it. If you tell me how much oil, then I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you free. This is the first time you're going to see a bargaining for a free thing. I gave her free advertising oh to talk about her own call. And yes. she wants to bargain with me. About his call. I'm asking on his call. Okay, so um, tomorrow we're making fruit tarts. I'm so excited because they're, they're like, I've been wanting to make like, so you can make it either custody or you can make it silky and moussey. But we're going to make two kinds of tarts, two kinds of tarts. We're going to make a chocolate um, banana tart. And we're also going to make a vanilla custard fruit tart. So I'm really excited. Do you want to know? Should I say the ingredients? They're not very many. You then go ahead and say the ingredients. Pie. I'm just flattening out cookies here. So Okay. So the ingredients are you're going to buy pie crust. Now, I bought yesterday. I couldn't decide. So I just bought them all. I bought graham cracker, shortbread, <laughs> chocolate with nuts. I bought like multiple because I didn't know which ones I wanted. So you just buy the pre-made um, pie crust. You buy pudding mix. You can buy whatever flavor you want. I bought French vanilla and chocolate. Um, the two, I bought two, I bought, didn't buy the small. I had to buy small boxes because the store was like empty of stuff. So I got chocolate and I got that, but I have lemon too. And then um, I'm going to put strawberries, slice fresh strawberries, and then slice bananas on top of the chocolate one. And that's pretty much it. Now, if you want to put Cool Whip for more moussey in there, you could. I didn't add that before. So basically you need pudding mixes, graham cracker cuss, bananas, sliced fruit, and um, yeah, that's, and milk, milk, yes, milk to make the pudding, <laughs> milk to make the pudding, I, yeah, if you don't have milk, you're in big trouble, but yeah. All right. So thank well, you, yes, fruit tarts tomorrow. Herbie, you're baking that with me, right? Um, I will be making it afterwards. I'm going to be recording the uh, call and then... Because I don't have all the stuff in front of me, uh, with me at the moment, and I'll uh, be kind of busy anyway. So I'll be recording, but I'll be going back and listening to the recording and making them as you're describing them. So, so I'm going to make the chocolate ones. <laughs> Yay! So but it'll Thank be just you. a different time of the day. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow exactly, but it'll be when I'm definitely more awake. That's for sure. Um, and had at least two or three cups of coffee, but he I will... He wants to wake before he makes and bakes. Yep. But I will definitely talk about them on the call next Tuesday. It'll be uh, something that, because it'll be one of those things that I'll be, make, I'll be making for me. So, because uh, Chanel will not uh, have fruit tarts. But I'm definitely going to be making the chocolate ones. So With banana or fruit. With banana. Whatever. Yep. Well, thank you for the promotion, Herbie, and for the half a cup of oil. I am oh, I know. Um, I'm just still flattening out cookies here, guys. So. While you're still flattening out cookies, um, I will uh, tell everybody about what, the, uh, what I did because of the fact I don't buy cake mix. Yes. So cake mix is essentially just the flour and sugar with a bit of baking powder and a bit of vanilla. That is basically all it is. 
So it's just that already measured out for you, ready for your cake so that you can add your wet ingredients and anything you're adding, such as your um, butterscotch chips as you're doing today. So all I do is I measure out the flour and cake and sugar as if I was baking, doing a regular cake, add a, a teaspoon of baking powder and a little bit of vanilla, however much I decide to put in, and c consider that a homemade cake mix. All right. Now I have to ask, you're making Janine's recipe tomorrow. Are you making your own pie crust? I'm not making Janine's recipe tomorrow. I'm going there to check it out, but I'm not going to be making it until after I've been on the call because I need to ask her some stuff about um, put, uh, her pudding mixes because I obviously need to find an alternative. Yes, you do. All right. So Tori won't, it won't be Tori's tips tomorrow. It'll be Tori looking for tips. So, yep. uh, <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we, we, we should really make this interesting. Maybe we should both, both make it like after the call, you know, and. Uh... Well, I definitely want to make it at some point because I sound because it sounds good. Although the answer to your question, though, is yes, I would be making my own pie crust. All right. Liz has her hand raised. Liz. All right. Welcome, Liz. Hello, Liz. And you get free advertising too, so Hi, take advantage of it. Does that work? Is yep, that we go. Oh, we hear we you go. now. Okay, cool. Okay, so I don't have Tori's email address, and so Herbie, I will send you something which I found, which is an almond flour pie crust that really seems good to me for people who don't want to do wheat, and it's easy, and you don't have to roll it out. Okay, so that's one thing. The other thing is, I do know that there are pudding mixes available in health food stores. I have not checked the ingredient list. And so I don't know anything more than that they exist. And the yeah. other thing is, okay. So in answer I, to that, in answer to that one, um, there, all of them either contain something I don't eat or right. I've tried them and they're disgusting. It's no, I got opinion. it. You might be able to manage something with silken tofu. I have personally, not I can, I can probably figure something but out. But I've eaten things with silken tofu that are amazing. I had a cheese. Oh, absolutely. Astounding. So that's one thing. The other thing is I have noticed people talking a lot about using cool whipping things. And I would like to place a, I would like to say something about whipped cream. Now, people think making your own whipped cream is complex. It it's is really actually, not. It's, no. It's, it's unbelievably not. easy. And, and especially if you're blind, the thing about whipped cream is, you know, you got it when the consistency feels a particular way. So it's a really thing because if you do too much, you get butter. Um, but it's really easy to make and it's really, it's neat. I mean, it's just a cool thing to have it. It, it, puff, it fluffs up. You use a whisk. You don't use a mixer. Just use a whisk. Um, I mean, it'll, it'll build up your muscles. Yeah, I do. If I want whipped cream, I usually do that either with coconut, um, like the, the, the full fat coconut milk, or oh, um, you can also do... Oh, you can also do it. With, there's also a way to do it with cashews. So I haven't tried that one, but... It's supposed to be really good. I've read about that. I haven't tried it. Yeah, it seems like a very, a really, a really nice thing to do. And the thing is, even if you don't have a dairy allergy, there's some of us who eat less dairy when our sinuses are behaving badly. I also want to put a plug in for, you know, if I was going to do the fruit tart, I would consider if I didn't want to do pudding, maybe you could do something like soy yogurt or something. I don't know. Anyways, this, mm -hmm. this, well, this is why I was going to go on her call and see yeah. what, get yeah. her comments because my, it's then to decide whether yogurt or silken tofu would be the best option for making that. I All right. love the things with silken tofu, but I never figured out how to cook with it. Thank you, Herbie, for being patient with us as we ramble. So you can keep going rambling in just a minute, but I do actually have to cut you off because we need to put these bad boys in the oven. Yeah, otherwise, oh. we're not going to have time to try them before the call ends. Exactly. So I'm going to do that right now, and then we will talk a little bit more. Liz, stay with us for just a second. As uh, what I've been doing here is flattening out the cookies, kind of make sure they are evenly distributed on the cookie sheet. 
I gotta tell you, cookies are not necessarily my favorite thing to make though, because what's going to happen is they're going to end up sticking together. So but that's just how it goes, I guess. And um, then you then you get to eat too. How yep. you put them in the sheet? I missed that part. You're scooping them with your hands and, and you're making balls and then flattening them. Did yes. I miss that in the confusion of things? Yes, we, you did. You did. Okay, yeah. I did. I thought that because okay. he said that, and I said that that was the same thing I was doing. Yeah, me too. Okay, you thanks. Can also I just... use a coffee scoop if you want to get uniformity and you can or an ice cream scoop. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, you're gonna get big cookies and ice cream. This is nice. All right, so I am right now. I'm holding the cookie sheet on the sides, and I'm moving to the oven and. Uh, I am placing it on the rack. I do not have the distraction of sight, so it's very easy to place on there. And then I moved it back, close the oven, set the timer for 12 minutes. We'll see how it does after that amount of time. 12 and that is the Apple Watch that I'm using, by the way, for the timer. And if you want to learn more about the Apple Watch, I encourage you to come on Apple Bytes tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I will talk all about this little device and the things it can do well beyond keeping time. Now, uh, Liz, did you want to put in a plug for your call this evening? Well, I mean, Braille, Braille Room is always there for people who want to practice Braille. And one of the things we've been doing is talking about innovative things people can do. So people may want to come in and read together. If you want to come in and read stuff out loud together, um, whatever it is, uh, you know, it isn't just about learning alphabet or learning contractions. It's also about having fun together, using it, and maybe taking a play and doing parts or reading poetry or um, finding things that you're particularly interested in or whatever. Um, there was a recipes, um, how to use Braille with, with cookbooks and recipes that Dorland did the other week on, on Braille Together on Saturday evening. It was fun. So, um, you know, anytime you want to come, you're all welcome. I would, but they keep happening when I've got crafting commitments. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. We are willing to expand if there were more people. So if I... Well, the, no, the, the crafting call is for two hours, so... Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, you might have to decide that one week, okay, uh, Braille instead of crafting. I don't know. Um, but the Braille call meets Sunday, Tuesday, and then there's the Braille discussion one on Saturday. And uh, maybe I should see if we can get Dorlin on this call to talk a little bit about Braille and recipes, because this is, after all, a well, cooking call. I'm going to be able to read Braille recipes after today. You what? What? I'm going to be able to read Braille, my recipes in Braille, eat more easily after today without having oh. to uh, have shelves full of books. Oh, because really? Because I finally got a Braille display coming. Yay! What do you have? I'm so excited for you. What do you have? Um, it's so before, an Orbit 20. So okay. Bef so, so before we get into Braille display discussions here, guys, um, I want to make sure if we actually have any more cooking-related questions. Yeah, it is a cooking call. We yes. have Janine Lee. <laughs> All right. And bra a Braille display is a very useful tool to have in the outside the kitchen. I don't know if I'd have it in the kitchen. I'd probably use it to read recipes ahead of time. But uh, I didn't say I was going to read them while I was cooking. No. I, Janine, I just wanted to... Did you say my name? I don't yes, know. Yes, we did. Uh, yes, go. Uh, yeah, my yes. hands are greasy from putting these cookies. I find them greasy, this cookie batter. I'm sorry, the I, oil. Use the, I use the cookie scoop. I got this really cool one, but it, the handle's greasy. It's the first time I'm using it. Um, okay, I just wanted to plug my call tonight, too. I have thank you for being a friend at 730 Eastern. That was a really good song written by Andrew Gold back it in was, the yeah. 70s. It was. Just wanted to add if we were saying the rest of the day calls. Yes. Um, while we're talking about calls in general, um, of course, tomorrow night you've got the recipe swap with Sheila at uh, mm -hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern. And right before that, uh, Dice World. We're going to be talking about that in accessible online games, how to play Yahtzee. 
So be sure to join us for that. Hey guys, make sure you start your morning right every day with the ACB community or community, I should say, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, where you to can UK join time. to UK time. Yes. And for finish time, 4 p.m. finish time. Yep. Where we'll start your day off with a question that uh, you can choose to answer or get amused by other people's answers. And uh, you can also use it to uh, plug calls and stuff like that. <laughs> yep. We host that on Zoom and Clubhouse, so make sure you are subscribed to our daily email list to get that uh, link. And that's the 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, unfortunately, for you guys in that time zone, which I will be in a couple weeks. So if I can just re briefly actually talk about my cooking call here. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, know if we, we can allow that. I don't know if oh, we can okay. either. Uh, well, go ahead. We'll let you. All right. So next week, I am going to make grilled cheese sandwiches. So we're going to talk about uh, the different ways of uh, doing that and um, what I do. So a little bit on the unhealthy side, but uh, we're making cookies this week. So and we'll talk about the grilled cheese, how, you know, things you can add into them. And um, we'll definitely be using frying pans and spatulas for that one next week. I suppose you could also bake it in the oven. I've or I could use my that. toasted sandwich machine. That too. All right. Well, we're I'm just going to go over to Tori's house and use her toasted sandwich machine. So um, there you go. So we're going to do... <laughs> See you when you get here. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to redo those donuts with that donut maker you have too. Yeah. Well, well I, the sandwiches followed by donuts. That sounds good. All right. So there you go. Um, I guess I'm going to be going to the UK. Well, I kind of <laughs> won't be, but where I will be going the following week is Spokane, Washington. Now, I do have a show prepared for you all for that one. I will not be baking or cooking in the kitchen, but what you're going to get are kitchen tours from both myself and Tori. So we're going to give you uh, the inside scoop or inside look into our kitchen. You've seen a lot of mine, but uh, that is what's on tap. In the event that something happens where I cannot do the call that week, since we'll be on vacation and sometimes weird things can happen, um, like the fact that I have to get up at 7 in the morning, but that's okay, I will just redo that call the following week if for some reason I have to cancel. So... I'm By the way, just... you'll get a peek into our kitchens. Exactly. So that is what is on tap. And then another thing that I'm going to make, I need to actually play with this first, but I, if I get this to come out right, I am going to do homemade patty melts on another call. So those are some things to look forward to. I do have another cookie recipe from a community member. And as you all can hear, I've been getting recipes from uh, you all too, so make sure you send them. You can send them directly to acbcooks at gmail.com, or if you uh, prefer, you can send an email to community at acb.org and get my uh, email address that way. Which is and, also where you can get my email address if you want mine. Yep. And we will uh, respond to you. I, uh, like I said, I've gotten a couple of recipes through uh, that matter. And I've just got to mention this too, that um, Danette, actually, I don't know if uh, you're on the call or not. Um, if you she are, you was, can... but I think she left. Oh, okay. I should have mentioned this earlier then, but she ended up trying my Sloppy Joe's recipe. And she was still raving about them last night in the uh, breakout rooms on the friendship circle. So I got to thank Linda Yaks for the actual recipe. I made the, those sound so good to my mom that she's trying those out today. Oh, wow. All right. So um, we're bringing that. We're, we're going to bring Sloppy Joe's to the UK now, folks. It's time. Uh, Maybe, no, if your she's, mom doing my, she's doing my version, though, with the mushrooms rather than the meat. Yeah, but still, you know, maybe she'll like them, and then she'll tell one of her friends, and then her friends will be like, ooh, this is good, and next thing you know, we'll have a trend going, so. <laughs> this right, yeah. And I, I just wonder if I can claim royalties if Sloppy Joe's no. make it to the UK. No? No. No? Oh. 
Okay. Um, the cook put a lot of onions in with the mushrooms too. That might work. Yes, oh, the, well, yeah, they, they were um, they were already supposed to be onions in the in the recipe that we got. I um, saw that, but I would have vastly increased the onions, and if I did mushrooms, definitely. But so know. I think mine def definitely did have increased because I used hamburger meat, but mine it called for a half cup of onions. I think the container of chopped onions is a little bit more than a half cup, so mine yeah. de definitely had a lot of onions and a lot of garlic as well. So. Mine did too. Um, I worked out that half cup of onions is about one medium onion, and I and I'm pretty sure the one I used was more of a large onion. So, yeah. Uh, do we have any other raised hands? We do not. All right. So uh, Liz just raised her hand. Liz, yes. Now, since you're the only one with a raised hand, if you have many more questions about Latori and her braille display, now is an appropriate time. But uh, Jean, uh, yeah, Jeanette, warn me if, if they get into the braille display discussion and somebody else raises their hand, just uh, go ahead and interrupt us. Interrupt. So, okay. Liz, Hi. can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh no, I'm I'm not doing braille display. I'm saying something about onions. I've been reading things that say that people's people will do better and get better flavor if they take a large amount of onions and use a big enough pan so the onions are not really near each other while they're um, sauteing and saute them for a long time, stir them once in a while to make sure they don't burn, but saute them for a good 15, 20 minutes. And people don't do that so much. And you get this really good base. You put your garlic in with it. So that's, you know, that, that works. So when I do the patty melts, that's kind of what it calls for actually is for the onions to be sauteed for that amount of time in like butter and stuff. And the other thing that's really going to be interesting about the patty melts is because um, I've never gotten this stuff before, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, it actually calls for, in the sauce mixture, uh, apple cider vinegar. So um, we've heard a lot about that from Tori's tips. Yes, so that's my be... preferred egg, uh, egg substitute when I'm baking. It's yep. what I used instead of the eggs today, in fact. So uh, I just may have to try it. So if I'm going to get it anyway, I just have to try it as an egg substitute for something and see what I think. So um, there you go but uh, remember yes. you want to use it as an egg substitute in baking not yes. in, uh, yes. in, in, in savory dishes there's other stuff you want to be using yeah i i kind of gathered that since i'm using it in the patty melt recipe so um but you you definitely did emphasize that too and that's what i had in mind is something baking related um you have about eight minutes herbie Oh, wow. Okay, guys. Uh, things are just rolling right along here. I'm super impressed. All right. Also, uh, if you've got any other questions, if you've got any other suggestions, you want to make comments, say hi. Now is the time to do so as my timer is going off. I'm going to take the cookies out of the oven real quick. So if you do have raised hands, just get them in the air and I will get to you in uno momento. But uh, I'm going to turn off the oven and then we're just going to see how these cookies turned out. I'm going to give them a couple minutes to set and then we will try one. So, or really Chanel will actually try it for us and tell us what she thinks. Okay, do we have any raised hands? We do, Rachel. Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Hello. There. We hear you, um, Rachel. Okay. Um, my question is, um, do they have any gluten-free cake mixes out there? Yes, can they do. Okay. Can you use them in these cookies? Don't see why not. And if you were making your own cake mix, then you just use gluten-free flour. But that's Where really the only bought? difference. Um, pretty much anywhere. Okay. One of the things about, especially if you embrace online shopping, is you know you can just really type it in and see what you come up with. So let's see, yeah. um, Walmart, Amazon, things like that. Yeah, so. um, definitely places like Walmart and Amazon. I know Walmart would because ASDA does, and that's our equivalent. Um, and most supermarkets these days do carry things like gluten-free cake mixes, gluten-free flour, that kind of thing. 
Awesome. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. You are welcome. All right, and do we have any other raised hands? We have Liz. Vita Cost. Vita Cost. dot com is a website that sells a lot of health food store stuff. It's one there, of many. Yeah. There are a lot of places you can go if you want to specifically get the the different options. But if you want to just pick them up when you're doing your groceries, then oh, it's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, but there are places. There's there's that. There's uh, a place called the Vegan Kind where you can get lots of um, gluten free and dairy and egg free um, items. There's health food stores in general. Um, you know, there's all sorts of places these days. All right. Uh, very good. And who is next? No more raised hands. So I just typed in gluten-free cake mix into the Walmart app, and boy, oh boy, am I coming up with a lot of results. There is a particular brand that seems to be listed called Krusty's. I saw a yellow cake mix, which is the one that I used. Well, not the gluten-free one, but it was still a yellow cake mix. They have a cinnamon crumb cake mix. They have a blueberry muffin mix. They have a chocolate cake mix, a double chocolate brownie mix, a chocolate chip cookie mix. I've never seen a chocolate chip cookie mix before, but really, uh, really, You've never seen one. I've never seen one. You need to look better. I do, don't I? Uh, I must admit, it's something I've never really uh, thought about looking for a cookie mix, but uh, there you go. And well, then Duncan yeah. Hines also has a keto uh, friendly gluten free uh, cake mix. So, and the thing, the reason why I recommend you do a lot more online shopping is because in my experience, at least, courtesy clerks are not always the greatest at finding things. And so when you are shopping online, you really get to see a lot more of the inventory and then they kind of have no choice but to find it. And you um, can also then generally check ingredients. Exactly. So you have a lot more control in that regards. Um, the issue comes in when you get have to deal with substitutions and whatnot. But um, even if you don't, even if you shop in person, it's still a good idea to look at the online shopping apps because that'll still tell you about things in the potentially that they'll have in the store that you did not even know existed such as chocolate chip cookie mix so um and then you'd at least have a reference you, you know and like in walmart's case i think it even tells you which well it'll tell you which um some apps would be a bit more specific on where you can actually find it in the like your local store i think walmart will but uh Anyway, um, so I definitely encourage you to embrace online shopping because you, as a blind individual especially, and maybe even as a sighted person, I think you'd still see a lot of things that you never would have seen before where you just might pass them by. And so there you go. And you also yeah. get to be in the comfort of your own home. So just if under two minutes, and I think Janine will be our last raised hand. All right, Janine, take us out. Hey, yeah, I love those Kristev mixes. They they have lemon bars and blueberry bars and stuff. And there's other um, cookie box mixes that you can get besides chocolate chip cookies. And you know, now that you've taught us this cake mix recipe, this you anything could do it. And, and I did a cake mix recipe too that was a little different than this. They're cracked, so you can use cake mixes for cookie mixes. But yeah, you should shop for box mixes if you don't want to. If you're uncomfortable with pouring and measuring and stuff, it's it's just a chance to bake. So I'm really excited yeah. to see how your cookies came out. I have three minutes left because mine didn't go in the oven at the same time All as right. yours. So well, mine, so are good. mine are good. <laughs> Oh, Did you make that so, 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 yes. so first of all, um, we got coffee clutch next hour. I hope to see everybody there. I'll try to come in for a little bit of thank you to, for being a friend later on. But right now, Chanel is going to tell us what she thinks of the cookie. Oops, sorry. So. Pretty good. 
definitely like things fresh out of the oven. It's a little sweet. All right. What? Uh, nothing. Sounds like Tori's dogs like the cookies too. So yeah, no, they just would like some cookies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, there you have it. So Chanel likes the cookies. I will try one in a little bit and you have to come on the coffee clutch to find out what I think of them. Cause I'm going to need my second cup of coffee anyway. So, well, I'm enjoying the cookies and no, the dogs are not getting their way. They're not having any of the cookies. That's good. All right, Jeanette, thank you. Awesome job. Tori, thank you. Janine, Liz, thank you. Rachel, Chanel for all your uh, participation.